Adam and Eve is not giving you 10% off and not 20% off or even 40%. Your discount is even bigger. AdamandEve.com is giving you a whopping 50% off. But why stop there? In addition to 50% off, you also get 10 free gifts. That includes a racy item for him, a sensuous toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. And best of all... Free shipping. Always delivered in discreet packaging. So rethink your bedroom routine. Go to adamandeve.com and enter the station's exclusive code at checkout. Miller. And get, you know the discount, 50% off almost any item and 10 tantalizing free gifts. That's Miller. Again, Miller. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Get ready to body fucking yaw, people. Yeah. Do you remember when it was nice? September. Love was changing the mind. Pretender. Remember, why don't we just fuck up the song for them? Away. Here we go now. Here we go. Here we go, ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking happy, fucking happy hour. <laughs> Allie Willis is here, songwriter of that, stop pounding, of that song and so many others. Grammy yes. winner. I can't believe it's taken us this long to get you. Uh, uh, Lily I. Tomlin, our good friend, our mutual yes. friend has done this. I, you are, I, oh. we have, we've had a lot of amazing happy hour guests. Yeah, You yeah. are the most fucking fascinating woman alive. Ooh, ladies, right. ladies and gentlemen, she, uh. Grammy winner for mm-hmm. that one, any number of uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire hits. Uh, it's Pointer Sisters, my fucking favorites. Uh, I'll be there for you. The Friends, Friends. theme song by the Rembrandts. Uh, mm-hmm. You are, uh, I, and I was just saying this. Yeah. We've known each other years and years. Yeah, yeah. And I'm doing prep on my fucking friend, Vanessa. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what? You did what? <laughs> you learn more and more. I know. She's her, It's eight pages of... <laughs> You understand a highlight of my life, one of the highlights of my life, I got to go to Allie Willis's home studio to listen to the music for The Color Purple on oh, Broadway. As, as we were writing it. As they were writing it before the show became a huge Tony Grammy winning, winning hit. And you uh, saying, you sound remarkably like a black man. I don't know how. Always. People, but you all, sang people the original think I tour. am a black man. I don't understand. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, who is that? Did you get, and you're, you're like, that's me on that track. I was like, you, what? What? Well, that was Barry no, White. Oh, that happens all the time. No, what? really, when people meet me, they go, oh my God, I thought you were black. Oh right. my God, I thought you were a man. Right. Yeah. Well, Both you know, partially correct. But, my show you know. on uh, uh, Sirius XM, for some reason, there's a, seriously, to this day, there's a picture of Stephanie Mills when my show comes up. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Stephanie Mills is a black woman. It's a Stephanie Miller show. So no, people totally, and then also we've had people go to my Stephanie Miller sexy liberal resistance tour and they've been sitting next to people and they're like, her voice is so fantastic. And they're like, what? And they're like, they thought they were just Stephanie Mills. I I wrote for Stephanie Mills, by the way. Don't ask me, don't ask me what, but I know that's on my disguise. Not the whiz? Did you (laughs) enjoy me in the whiz? I wrote the whiz. 
He's on down the road. Let's do our own version yeah. of the whiz, where we can both uh, claim to have done it. Exactly. <laughs> You're wearing your pussy hat. This is fantastic. Well, not really. Not the really. Pussy. I actually do have three pussy hats. Well, of course you do. Of, course. of the color. I feel like we need like a five-hour happy hour for you. Because, I'm, I'm ready. And I can't believe we've only gotten to this now because uh, you are... Um, I didn't know what to say. We met through mutual friends. We Lily Tomlin's our good mutual yes. friend. You've done her website. You're, I, 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 it's hard to... Okay, well, here's what you're <laughs> described as because I'm like, I don't know. She's just my friend. Okay. Uh, Ellie Wills, American songwriter, artist, set designer, multimedia artist, writer, collector, director... <laughs> You're, okay, 1995, nominated for an Emmy for your number one hit, I'll Be There For You. The yes, theme and from you know what Friends. we lost the Emmy to? Wow, that, that, what, the Friends Whatever theme? it is, fucking sucks. And try and sing it. The theme from Deep Space Nine. What? 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 I, fucking, that's bullshit. What? I'm calling fucking bullshit fucking 25 agree. years later. Because Crazy. <laughs> I, for years, people... No, it only happens once. Okay, go ahead. It only happens once. Oh. I'll be there for you when the rain stops to fall. I'll be there for you like I've been there before. Cause you're there for me Great. All right. It's fantastic. Oh so my God. I hated it who when did? I wrote You it. told me this. Yeah. <laughs> who did? The Rembrandts? Uh, the Rembrandts did it. They're like, this will um, never go anywhere, Allie. Jesus Christ. No one you lost in, your thing. No one what? involved in it at all thought it would go anywhere. And it was instantaneous. It was never meant to be released as right. a single. Right. right. They uh, the night the show came on the air. Not that anyone thought the show was going to be a hit either. No, that was obviously going to be bullshit. And they only along decided, with your stupid song. They only decided three weeks before to even have a song. They thought, well, let's. I mean, anything we could have to try and promote this thing. Yeah. And you know, if there were a hit, then you know that could work for that. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, we put it, me, Michael Skloff, just like threw the thing together. Yeah. And then a DJ in Nashville made a cassette off the air the cassette? night of the first oh, night. This it was is my on baby TV. producer. Cassettes, honey. There are things that come out. I'll explain to you later. Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. Yeah. And uh, they played it back to back for 45 minutes straight. And so many people called in that then Warner yeah. Brothers said, okay, so we have to make this a single. And then the Rembrandts were like not working at that moment. <gasps> so they got the gig. Right. And it's like, no one thought this would I'm be not anything. I'm not a musician of any kind, but the minute you hear that, you're like, hit. That's a hit. Yeah. Oh God, we didn't think so. But did you, you know, write it based on a relationship? With, Cause you have so many great close friends for so many years. Did you, was that anywhere from your experience? Of, no, no, it was strictly, That's... you know, they sent me a, VHS tape so of the... Honey, we'll have a long talk later. <laughs> so, is that what used you... to pop into the, this giant mm -hmm. machine? Yes, those giant was... things. Sweetie, before that, oh. there were... Um, uh, wow. There were well, uh, what uh, about A-tracks. A-tracks and betas. We had phone booths. Like All right, go ahead. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I forgot what I was saying. No, uh, so the, no, they just, they sent me the pilot and... Um, I, you know, I save everything I write on because I'm way more interested in the process that it took to do something than I yeah. am in the final thing. Right. So it was 32 single spaced pages yeah. of every lyric possible about just people who are dependent on each other, who will be there no matter what. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not based on... So that's on... not a real life experience because we live in Hollywood where everyone's a treacherous backstabbing <laughs> bastard. <laughs> So it's sort of a fantasy song that you it, yes, wrote about people that would world. conceivably, if you did not have Grammys, be your friend. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it was a huge surprise. And I only wrote it because I was trying to get out of my record deal. I never wanted to write songs again. Yeah, listen, you know what? Pressure, publishing deal. fear focuses the mind, Allie. I guess so. I own yeah. a seventh of a yeah. song. You wanted to be Django Unchained. You're like, I got to fucking do <laughs> I something was for the Django sitcom. The, for the whole, that whole publishing thing. But uh, <laughs> no, I, so I owed a seventh of a song and they said, write this, this and you're This is close out. enough, yeah. Oh my so, God, did you see uh, Meet the Millers, the movie with Jennifer Yes, Anderson? yes, and at the end. Favorite outtake yeah. ever. So they're, you know, 
know, the whole family's in the, you know, the camper. They're playing songs, and so they didn't tell her, and they put on. And they put on. I'll the be there for you. And her, no, everyone her reaction is, is priceless. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's just. It's, and they all start going. <laughs> I know that clap. Well, for years, uh, wherever I went, as soon as someone knew I wrote it, or if they recognized me, and you know, whatever, I right in my face, like those. Yeah. Right <laughs> okay, oh, thank gosh. you. And All right, you're like spatial debate, relations people. Constant debate on how many claps there are. How are there? How right. many are there? Well, I never that, even that, knew that, for that. sure. There's only four, but most four. people yeah. think five. That's so you did five. Oh, see. Oh, yeah. didn't That's know. It. Better. Okay, better. Anyway. You're younger, better reflex. Of all okay. my work, but uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, isn't that amazing? <laughs> These amazing hits for Earth, Wind, and Fire, Pointer Sisters. The power of television where you're like, oh, yeah. you're the friends lady. I thought it would ruin my <laughs> reputation. I mean, it was without really? question the whitest song I've ever had <laughs> anything to do with. You're the blackest person I've ever met. I, no I, offense. I, I mean, really, like, a, uh, such a compliment. Oh, I mean, totally. I, I mean, all my breaks have come from uh, the black side of things. Yeah. Opposed to the, not all, but most. No, I mean, honestly, yeah. that, well, I don't know how the fuck I got invited to your home studio to listen to <laughs> Color Purple, but it was, I was like, this is fucking, Jesus, this is going to be huge. That like, would have been maybe 2003 yeah, or yeah, four, maybe. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, we have so much to get to. I don't even know where mm. to start because uh, your house, uh, your house, that's a whole other. Yeah, but you uh, got the waterfall. Well, mm-hmm. as I told you, I, I just made that for you today. You remember because <laughs> we've been old friends. The time in prison, and remember, there's a lot of the hard rock stuff, all and the that stuff. chain gang and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so all right, but wait, how do we, how do we go back? How do we start with uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire? Fuck. Okay, because we just sang September. So. People that came to my uh, Prince Memorial karaoke yes. party that you came to, yeah, and then we all sang September with you. Yeah, people still are like, I can die now because I've sung September with Ellie Willis. That's nice. Had a Prince. Well, and then remember the karaoke. The lyrics were wrong. Too. I was. You're like, and the karaoke guy. She's like, I wrote it that's yeah I'm, wrong. I'm telling them though those aren't the right lyrics and it's like how oh, do you that's know hilarious. i wrote it it's like no ma'am i'm like she's not ma'am <laughs> she's fucking okay uh, so, um oh man all right i boogie boogie wonderland i mean i don't even know where to start you have i let's get into your songwriter brain in a minute but let's first of all oh forever do a little about, boogie, wonderland. boogie land a little bit yeah can you not get up and dance to mm. this song? All right, she's up. She's up. She's up. She's thrusting. What? I mean, listen to the emoji. Yeah. yeah, good stories about this song. Like, what is this song about? Who the fuck cares? Well... Wow. It's a wonderland. No, I People a, come up to me all the time and yes. go, "Oh my God, that's the happiest song right? I've ever heard." Don't we need that now in this fucking dystopian, Trumpian, however, shit show nightmare? You're just like, however, I don't, it's a wonderland where you fucking boogie. However, it is about a woman on the brink of suicide. Oh, that's happy. Oh, and geez. it was written, Jesus Christ, Ellie. Must you ruin everything? It was that Trump it, hasn't already ruined. It was inspired. By, do you remember there was a Diane Keaton movie called Looking for Mr. Goodbye? Yes. Yeah, of course. Okay, so yeah. she goes to the disco every right, night right. to forget about her dysfunctional life during the day. And we want me, I wrote it with John Lynn. Uh, he wrote, uh, oh my God, Saving the Best for Last, Save the Best for Last, oh. Vanessa Williams. Oh, wow. Yeah. Madonna, he wrote uh, Crazy for You. Yeah. Anyway, but we had both written for. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and we said, so let's write an Earth, Wind, and Fire song together. Right, right. I had just seen this movie. Everyone was using the word boogie, you know, in a song, but we didn't want to use it in the traditional Boogie fever, sense. boogie down. Everything. Boogie nights. At all boogie, boogie, boogie. Yeah, yeah. We did not want to use it to mean to dance. So I had seen that movie the night before. So it, we said, let's write it about someone who has no sense of themselves whatsoever. Right. But yet goes out every night, brings home a different guy every night, um, and loses herself basically more and more. But when she goes to the disco, she enters a wonderland. She enters a state of mind 
where she forgets about everything. Right. So it's actually that verse is very heavy, and it's written in a um, uh, in a much more. Now you know I know nothing. You know I write music. I don't okay, know how to play. I, let's even fucking. I, I can't okay, tell you what a bar insane. is. This is insane. Hang on a second. So where I, did I, I read this? A, you don't. Okay, my head's just gonna fucking explode. You don't. Okay, <laughs> you don't read or write or play music. But I hear every note in my head. I don't know how to do anything I do. I sold almost a thousand paintings before someone said to me, because every time I would go to the art store, I would bitch that they don't have a certain color of pink. And finally, this poor woman who had been waiting on me for like 10 years said, you do know that you mix colors together to get other colors. I was like, what? 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 I, oh know. no! So no, nothing. You know, I'd never I seen. I'd I didn't seen... know that about you, and that's just yes, fucking insane. Color Wait, okay, purple. can I? Can we cut, oh. cut your brain open? Not tonight. <laughs> yes, please. On a future happy hour, right? As long as you could freeze half of it, and I could come back and see what yes. the whole thing was like, about. we'll freeze half of your brain and Walt Disney's. Put it together. <laughs> Who the fuck knows, man? That's gonna be insane. I, Throw Timothy Leary in there. I yes, I. This is things they write about you. Ellie Willis is a one-woman creative think tank, multidisciplinary artist and visionary thinker whose range of imagination and productivity knows no bounds. Grammy, Emmy, Tony, Webby Award-winning nominated songwriter, performer, visual artist, multimedia. Stop showing off! Director, (laughs) collector, social artist, party thrower. Uh, that that one being the most important one. Well, you throw a fuck of a party, man. I've been there. But what... Okay, so... What okay, Detroit, obviously. Yes. You're in Lily's hometown. Yes. That's like where you say you got your love of Because yes. I'm like, how does a little white lady write Earth Wind and Fire's well, biggest I, hits? I wasn't a little white <laughs> And the Pointer Sisters. Yes. I wasn't a little white lady when I was growing up. Yeah, so what, that's what, what were you hearing? You're a little white lady when yeah. you wrote these but songs. Here yes. Yeah, the thing is, I you know, growing up in Detroit in the years that Motown was coming up, right. you cannot believe what it was like living in that yeah. city. It was seeped in, into your blood, like 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 lead water seeps into your blood now. Really, it, it was then, people there, especially around my age, but even like the young kids. Everyone has such a sense of living there that you descend from musical royalty. So isn't that like so sad? Like what then happened to Detroit? I know I have an actress friend. Actually, Aisha Tyler told me that whenever she has to cry for a movie, she thinks of Detroit. Because, no, except. And because know, she's like, oh, she just hears Marvin know, Gaye in her head. But, What's going on? What's going on? You know how uh, incredible Detroit is right now, though. Right? I mean, it is so on the upswing. It's it's crazy. The people but, I know from Detroit, Billy West, my good friend, Lily Tomlin, you. like, There is such a visceral love and connection to Detroit yeah. if you're from there that I've never seen from other any other city like I could give yeah. a fuck because a, I, no offense Buffalo I can give a fuck about you <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean I love you and all but, right, but right. really look at when I was growing up in Detroit it was the fourth wealthiest city in the United States yeah. it was absolutely a design capital you know someone would say that we're from Manhattan and it's just like Puh, who cares yeah, Puh, whatever you know? Um, Podunk. So I think, you know, we just had, there was such spirit about living there. And I mean, I never lost it. So it was like a personal stab. And I know a lot of Detroiters feel this way. When you would hear all the horrible things people were saying over the last few decades. Right. Um, So, uh, you know, I like basically changed my whole career because of it because I spent five years up until a month and a half ago working on one project that was literally to stop people from defaming Detroit what you I mean, you've done all these uh, you premiered your passion project for your hometown Detroit the Detroit Institute of the Arts uh, fifth wrote, largest you, museum you, in the world you wrote and produced uh, listen Lockport home of the world famous locks that's where I'm from listen don't get <laughs> the hometown shit with me where Locktown? It's near Buffalo. Listen, uh, my point is, you wrote, the D, you wrote and produced The D, a love song to the city featuring, featuring 5,000 musicians and singers, all and lead singers. singers. You don't do anything yeah. fucking small. This no. is what I love about you. I no. just, uh, I, yeah. Nothing small. Yeah, I, I no, I, I wish I could have been at these. Uh, you've had these. Oh, my God. No, you've had these, like, huge, like, with marching bands with fucking, like, I wish I could have been at all it, of them. Well, we, what we you know, I, I wrote this song, 
just because I was sick of what people were saying about Detroit. Right. I wrote it with uh, one of my favorite collaborators named Andre Alexander, who I do my live shows with. Right. And um, we went back and recorded it at 70, 70 sing-alongs all over the city wow. for a period of two and a half years. So it literally, we would go from football fields into a delicatessen, but you know, from a, a you know a college into a laundromat. It was just anywhere and everywhere, and people learned it on the spot. Yeah. Plus, uh, almost every living Motown singers on right. there, you know, co- contemporary rappers. It was just this big hodgepodge. Yeah. And you know, because I thought, what can I do? You know, I know how to write songs. I know how to throw parties. So I'm going to throw these little sing-along mm-hmm. parties and just get everyone to sing. Right. And it was amazing. And then finally having this premiere, um, which I never knew how, because this was a self-financed project. Wow. All my wow. Stuff, very few of my stuff isn't self-financed, yeah. which means I am broke 100% of That's the fantastic. time. That's oh, fantastic. So I didn't know how I could throw the uh, party. And then the DIA stepped up. And it is it, this gorgeous... Um, fifth largest museum in the world and they gave me half of the museum the whole like bottom floor wow so it was incredible but to bring my shit in and put it next to like a picasso like i'm covering a renoir i have a fucking david cassidy lunchbox you just fucking move to picasso because i got some shit to i got some kitsch then they let me do anything but i love what lily tomlin said long Time friend, fellow yeah. Detroit native. It, the basic mentality is one of not giving up, sort of hanging in there no matter how long it takes. Nevertheless, she persisted. Yeah. Uh, she's found a place oh. where she can regenerate, where she oh, can almost me? make it to her liking. You, you knew what a great city Detroit was and how real and gritty it was and sure it's, it's going to come back. But it's almost like, you know, that's part of your... Uh, DNA. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. The yeah. Motown like soaked into your DNA and that's why you're a black man. Um <laughs> Okay, I need to pause from this happy hour best of because you know what? It's it was from a, another time, a younger time, a younger me. Well, you're listening to it and you're getting laugh line stuff. Right? Let's fix that. I need to get my plexiderm yeah. so I can write so I can look exactly the way I looked <laughs> when this first happened. Plexiderm, everybody's raving about it, right? You've probably seen the TV commercials. I saw them and I was like, that's got to be that can. Is that time-lapse photography? Nope. No. Real time. No. That's when I did the first time I put it on in the mirror. I went What's happening? Ow, I just give myself a headache. Uh But my point is, that's how fast it worked. I couldn't believe it. All that, right? Wrinkles, under eye bags, crow's feet, you name it. Gone. Gone. Hasta lumbago. By the time this course is over, you'll have a new face. Hasta lumbago? What was that? I don't know. Hasta lumbago. Okay. All all I had to do is apply this powerful serum to my problem areas. I got a lot of problem areas. Does this come for personalities too? Okay. Within 10 minutes, I'm a whole new me. At least on the outside. Okay. Simply put, Right? Blown away by the results. Everybody's blown away. Mm-hmm. Ring in 2020 with confidence knowing Plexiderm is going to give you a smooth, younger-looking skin in just minutes. Right? It goes on clear. No one knows you're doing it. Boom. Hello. You know the 10-year challenge like you post pictures from 10 years ago? Yep. You can do it, and it's in the same day. It's an- and no one knows because of Plexiderm. You can, just fake, as good. you can fake your 10-year challenge. Oh, my God. It's so exciting. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Try Plexiderm.com. Use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional 10 bucks off. 50% off plus an extra $10 off. You can also call 1-800-685-1292 and mention the code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm, backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Try Plexiderm.com. The code is SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's TryPlexiderm.com. The code is SEXYLIBERAL. But you know my yeah. favorite. Vanessa, you got to cue this up. I, what? I have no idea. Okay. Pointer Sisters, oh. Neutron Dance, one of my favorite <laughs> happy places written in the in, world. Written in under an hour. I, I, love, I thought it was a piece of shit throwaway oh, song. Oh, it made me so happy. It always, it still makes me Until so happy. Until I heard it on the radio yeah. as an oldie and I went, yeah. oh my God, fucking, they killed it. I, can I just say I'm so and excited? It, I'm so excited about Neutron Dance. Can I just say that? <laughs> Do you mind if I... I love that you got two pointers in the same yes, sentence. I certainly did. I, I no, listen. I'm friends with Jody Hamilton, Carol Burnett's uh, yeah, daughter, right. and I remember when they sang "Steam Heat" on the Carol Burnett show. I fucking love the Pointer Sisters <laughs> so much. I don't. That, well, they okay, were fantastic. Try, try not to dance. I mean, come on, try, come on. And now this, we're gonna, now we're gonna get blown up by North Korea. The, uh, I'm well, so happy. You know what? 
you know about the whole communist government thing with me, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, we'll yeah. get to that. We get, we're just going to sing now. Okay. This is my favorite one to sing. This is September. Just no time to stop and get away. Cause I work so hard to make it every day. Excited to and work Chevrolet. Do, and got no place to stay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, it was worth writing it just to see gyrating to it. And it's hard to say. Just now something's there to change. And it's hard to find. It's trying to draw the line. Oh, I'm just trying to do the new dance. Oh Lord, I can't. That's just how my chiffon is wet. Dear God. And I love what that we got. What was this balls. about? What's the Neutron Dance about? The Neutron Dance, uh, okay. Uh, it was not written for Beverly Hills Cop, which is what it was in and what it won a Grammy in. Uh, hello. Um, Another Grammy written, for Ellie Willis. Okay. <laughs> it All right. was okay. written for a uh, film called Streets of Fire. Mm. And all they told me was that there was a handsome guy, a pretty girl, and a black doo-wop band were the only people to escape a nuclear holocaust. Oh, it's fantastic. And, and they were on a bus ride. This out is of so town. relevant now with Donald Trump and <laughs> oh, all of us. Oh, totally. Oh, my God. And um, so we have, we're supposed to be writing and a song. when we hear that bomb's going to drop on L.A., can we play that? We're going to play Neutron we, Dance. Before, like, well, it is, it is what I'm it's so about. It is what it's about. It, what it's basically about is if your life is not together, someone Hello. can push the button at any moment. We could all go up and smoke. So yeah. get your shit together. Get your fucking shit which together, people. Which is what new, the Neutron Dance nice. is. But that song was incredibly autobiographical because I felt yeah. like my life was falling apart. When that was that? Time. How old? What 80, was happening? 1984. Oh, everyone's life was a fucking mess <laughs> in 1984. Jesus. <laughs> what was the point of the 80s? No, but it was the first time in my, since I started having hits, which started like in 1979, basically. Yeah. You graduated high school. That I was yep. constant. Fuck you. you well, fuck yourself, Allie Willis. Go ahead. I was already uh, 80 at that point. But, um, no, you were not. The, uh, no, uh, um, it, it was the first time I had, I was getting over 100 songs cut a year, which meant I was a machine. Jesus, right. you really are. Five, six hundred. I'm okay. still Can you, a for normal people, can you just take us into your songwriter brain? How the fuck do you do that? Not only how do you write a song, how do you write that many fucking hit songs? That's well, insane. Well, and how do you write without knowing how to play? That, to me, I don't, the, I don't, yeah, you know. I've read that, and I just... But I you was, know what? Once I know how to do something, I become very bored. Well... Almost instantly. <laughs> instantly. Doesn't work for me to know anything. Yeah. Never has. Okay, you're just a savant of kind of weird <laughs> proportions. Um... Okay, wow. can we talk yes. for a second about the Pet Shop Boys, what have I done to yes. deserve this? Because that's... Yes. I don't, you've written so many genres and so many, I, yeah, it's uh, weird. <laughs> well, that but, one, I mean, all these they kids, didn't even. This is like the soundtrack of our lives, what you've written. They didn't even know I was a songwriter. I was hired, I had just started painting and my publisher had put one of my first paintings up in her right. office. Right, right. Their manager uh, was looking for a United States publishing deal for them when they had their very first hit, West End yeah. Girls. And he saw the art up on the wall. Yeah. And uh, she said, oh, well, you should go over to the artist's house. Thinking once I get him in my house. Because right. he was a mid-century modern freak. And, you know, my house is. Yeah. And collection yeah. is of that era. And um, uh, thinking, well, maybe she'll click with him. And he will realize she's a songwriter. Mm -hmm. And somehow yeah. that'll lead to Pet Shop. Yeah, and then suddenly this just happens because you're Ollie Woods. And then that, that is what happens. I got um, sent to England to do a portrait for their fan club stationery. 
Which would have made it only Don't talk over your music. Okay. All right. Shut the fuck up for a minute. I'm going to have a little crack. What have I done to deserve this? What have I? 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 What I have a thrill up my leg. It's I, you have I a don't, squirrel. Up I have a, a thrill. Oh, a Us, thrill. Allie, Jesus. Well, you're a just, squirrel could bring No, I mean honestly, thrill. this word is overused, but you're <laughs> a fucking genius. You're like a, a, a I, I mean honestly, people, I love this. What was this in the Washington Post? Oh. Allie Willis is the most in 2015. Allie Willis is the most interesting woman you've never heard of. It's true. Uh, yeah. Al, oh my god, Allie yeah. Willis Howells. <laughs> She's coping with a visitor who's never heard of Bubbles, her alter ego, an artist known for her sloppy brush strokes, nauseating color palette, and borderline offensiveness. Mm. Lily Tomlin, a dedicated collector, once called her the greatest artist of our time or any other time. I've gone to your art shows, and Bubbles is just the start. The Willis Home is unofficially known as the Museum of Kitsch, a pink palace stuffed with unopened Afro combs, love boat puzzles, and space-age yes. TV. Yes. <laughs> um, at the center is the Grammy-winning songwriter, internet pioneer, and party organizer. Your house. Okay. Vanessa, you wouldn't understand any of it, but it's the greatest. Like, what exactly? Like, what would? What era? Is it 60s, 70s? No, no. Kitsch, it, it's lunchbox. It was, well, the like... house was built in 1937 as the party house for MGM. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a classic deco, streamlined, modern house. The collection, which I've been collecting since the 60s. Right. Um, is not mostly 1950s, 60s, 70s, um, memorabilia. Everything, well, everything from my childhood. I mean, I grew up in, I was born in 61, but yeah. I mean, it's all of the 60s and 70s shit. Yeah. I mean, and just like, oh my God, with David Cassidy just passing. Yeah. You have all the, oh. No, I had we all worked his, together like, too. Oh, did you really? Yeah. yeah. And I got uh, his wife, Sue Schifrin, at the time. Uh, who's all a great songwriter. She wrote that Tina Turner song, Simply right. the Best. She right. wrote a lot of stuff. Oh, did she? I yeah. didn't know that. Um, uh, commissioned me to do a portrait of him, a collage, actually, yeah. of yeah. him, uh, for his 40th birthday. So I got to bestow that upon him. Uh, he had his 40th birthday party at a bowling alley in Montrose. Just throwing that in. Okay, that's just mm. a weird fact that is uh, very interesting. Mm. Um, <laughs> is there actual? No, cookies? you know what is? Are there? Oh yeah. Oh no. Yes. Oh, there's actual cookies in there. Go awesome. get. Go get it. Get it. Thank um, you. yeah. I uh, listen. I was a uh, thought. I was a straight girl. I had uh, yeah. Bobby uh, Sherman and uh, uh, you know Donny Osmond and David Cassidy posters on my wall. Yeah. But uh, yeah, David Cassidy. I just I saying, hey, I think I love you into my hairbrush <laughs> more times than can be. Uh, but yeah, we were saying that, that period was incredible. Early seventies, yeah. seventy-two, yeah. incredible. Yeah, he's calling from uh, the grave. David Cassidy's calling on the heavenly hotline to hey, say, "Oh my I God, you have Allie I Willis." Love you. Hey, I think I love Allie Willis. And what am I so afraid of? Hey, I think I love, love you. Isn't that what I life is made of? Though it worries me to say, I've never felt, felt this way. Ways. Look at that. Wow, you know. I Listen, was so into black music at that point. I barely noticed that song, but you know, yeah. I still collect it all. So, all right, let's yes. talk. I'm reading down from and I'm my sure friends, it. like New York Post or whatever it is, uh, or mm-hmm. uh, Washington uh, Post. Uh, Willis grew up in New York on Sorrento Street. No, of course. Right. 
Right, Detroit on Sorrento Street. You said Willis grew up in New York. In Detroit. On, I said this. Is Sheena, she said New York. New York. I, oh, I said, I meant the New York. This was in the post of the New York Times. I'm sorry. Oh. Of course you grew up in Detroit. We've got I back. did live in New York for seven years. I'm spitting years. crackers out of my lips. Okay. Mm. Uh, the youngest of three, your mom, Morose, taught first grade, made special meatballs called satellites that were yep. peppered with grains of rice. Mm. So she would put food coloring on them. And then oh, when the meatball gross. would cook. Gross. The rice would pop out, so you'd have these little red, oh. blue, green little yeah. I just, satellites. I just went to visit my 94-year-old mom, and she is under the impression that I want <clears throat> to eat all sorts of cream things that I potentially liked in the 70s. Like, oh, uh, Steffi, would you like the creamed tuna fish and carrot or the cream oh. chip beef on toast? Oh, I'm like, you know, Mom, that all makes me... <laughs> uh, but yes, right, I must have liked that. Beef. I mean, who has chip beef anymore? Cream chip beef on toast. But I, that was what I did learn to cook in uh, home ec class in eighth grade. That was the first thing. Yeah. How'd that go, that whole being no a traditional horrible. housewife for I don't. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that go? How I, I have not Didn't cooked. home ec t- t- train, train you to like penis and making casseroles? Well, that's what it wanted to do without All right, question. I understand. All right. You are a gay woman. I'm, I'm just gonna... No, I'm a bi woman. Oh, you are? Okay. Very bi. All right. But very gay. <laughs> in my more recent wait I'm confused because Prudence is your partner right yeah. I've met Prudence she's fantastic, fantastic. for many years yeah but you don't even, you don't live together it's a weird no that's why I don't it mean works. weird I mean probably works better like no, Catherine that's why it works <laughs> just the farther away you stay from each other the longer you stay together oh that's fantastic how long yeah. has that been 20 something years wow wow okay yeah. not a romantic doesn't know exactly how many okay um <laughs> 24. Your dad, big mate, Nate, went, ran a yeah. scrapyard yeah. and called you Cookie Duke. Cookie Duke. <laughs> and like to dance with you. I, I, cookie, I would, what's a Cookie Duke? I have no idea, but right. it's what he called me okay. for years. All right. Is that in that Washington Post? I don't know what the fuck this is. I uh, Listen, I, I did some, I went uh, deep state on you. Um, Holy moly. So you know what's weird? We have yeah. one thing in common. Yeah. For Willis, everything changed in the summer of 1964. Me too. My dad ran for vice president in 1964. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just before your senior year of high school, uh, mm. your mom fell ill, yeah. went to the hospital, died a few days later of yeah. undiagnosed heart problem. Only a few. Only a few weeks after that, Big Nate fell for the mother of one of Allie's friends. Yep. He basically stopped coming home, moving in with her future yep. stepmother. After Nate remarried, he and his wife threw out most of the Willis's family pictures and possessions. Including Allie. <laughs> <laughs> Willis believes that her new stepmother's desire to wipe out Sorrento Street off the memory map is what inspired your uh, compulsive desire to document her life. So yeah. that's where you think you... Got your, like, pack rat, I'm going to save all these things that mean something to me because you got that taken away. Yeah, well, first of all, my dad was a scrap dealer, so, and I spent a lot of time in the scrapyard. So the being around other people's stuff, um, that fascinated me Yeah, instantly. But I definitely believe because my past was completely thrown out right. when the stepmother came in, mm-hmm. that that is... A lot to do with my collecting. But I'm like that with everything. I mean, yeah. I'm like with my work. You know, I have hundreds of terabytes. I have one whole room in the house is the computer. It's not, wow. you know. I mean, that's the other thing we haven't even covered yet. Because you're such a, a songwriting genius. And that's obviously your, you know, Grammy hits, all that stuff. But uh, you did Lily Tomlin's website. You were like a pioneer yeah, in the early, internet. early. Like, not I mean, early See, 90s. not all people are like I am about tech. Vanessa about internet. She was a She's pioneer not. of the internet. Well, you really Mark were. Cuban, you know Mark yeah, Cuban? You, you consult all these giant corporations about... Well, back in the day, yeah. And my partner was Mark Cuban and, and right. Prudence. I've That's heard of him. That's actually how we met. Yes. Right. <laughs> and um, we could not get arrested. I had a concept for a social network. This would have been 1992. Wow. And we had to explain... Like, that that'll th- never go anywhere, Allie. Social no, network. No, nothing. That's like that crappy friend song you wrote. Yeah, no, no. Forget social network. They didn't understand what the internet was. We went to every TV network. We went to every record company. We went everywhere. And people just said, it's a fad. How can you throw out your career? You know, chasing after this stupid internet thing. Right. Um, But no one could understand what a social network was in 1992. That, I gotta say, of all the uh, this dystopian 
fucking shit show we're living through. The yeah. kids don't feel they have anything to live for. Like, I, honestly, besides how fucking hilarious and brilliant you are, I feel like this is so inspirational to just really go, don't fucking give up on your dreams. Don't because people say you're crazy and that's yeah. not going to happen because you've been almost so, uh, so far ahead of your time. People have told me I'm ahead of my time at that, yeah. like, you know, five minutes or so, <laughs> which is not good. It's good to be on time. <laughs> And then you're not in your basement. But my point is, uh, uh, yeah. But I just love that you, when you when her family fell apart, Willis didn't retreat. Like, you know, whatever it is, your background is soaking in the Motown music from Detroit, and yeah. your family falling apart. And like, you are a genius that, that few people don't really, uh, you know. And I think like, who knows who's listening right now? That's the next one. Oh, I, you know, I think the thing is, and this was the blessing of coming up in Detroit, that I loved music so much, despite the fact that I did not know how to do it, it just made me feel good. So that's what I escaped into when things started falling apart. Just being in a car and having a radio on, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. escaping a family situation. Okay, so can I just, yes. can I just say of the most All inspirational things for the kids listening? That you are once again. Let's review a Grammy, Tony Award-winning songwriter. Um, Willis has never learned to read, notate, or play music, despite writing both music and lyrics for her expansive hit catalog. Yeah. Um, that's great. So that's fucked up. I mean, I, I mean that in a really the nicest way possible. Yeah. But no, it is that, fucked okay. up. So you all know, right. If I, I, it's hard for me to work with like a, let's say a classically trained musician, right? Because they don't want to know from feel. My thing is all vibe and feel. Like, there's a lot of people you work with and they'll go, well... (laughs) Has there there been this conversation? I have a vibe. I went to Juilliard. You're like, well, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it's fun. I I do wish, I guess, that I knew how to play. Because if I work with someone, let's say... uh, Like, it's hard for me to work on my own musically anymore. Um... Because I'm not willing to just sit there and plunk it out. So I love working with someone who plays in a style that I absolutely love. Then it's inspiring to me. But I'm definitely known for, like, taking, picking up people's hands <gasps> by the wrist and literally just jamming it down on a keyboard to, like, get the rhythm. I so, should have you work with my mom because when she tried to make me take piano lessons, I had a metronome. Yeah. And she would just literally be like, no, no, oh, it's like this. I could never do it. There's a little mommy dearest. There was a little kind of tears on the piano keys. But my, <laughs> that's not my point. Allie, my point is that you said I had exactly three things from my childhood. I have a Ben Casey bobblehead, the yeah. character from the, the – that's yeah, really old now – popular medical show in the 60s. Mine has a little hole in his heart because I wanted to go out with someone that wouldn't go out with me, so I stuck a pin pencil. in it. So that stuck was, the that pencil. Stuck the pencil through. So that was pre-Les. Yeah, okay. I have oh, – well, that was in your bi uh, period that, as you yes. are now. Yeah. No, the, yeah, the bi period mm-hmm. is okay. a lot. All right, yeah. Dr. Ben Casey, fuck stick. I'll fucking kill you. I, have I, a guess stero- I got to meet Ben Casey. <gasps> 1991. Right. I'm in the Playboy Mansion. New Year's Eve. Oh, my God. 1990 going oh into 1991. Everyone, it's like, a, literally, it's midnight. Right. Everyone starts screaming, Happy New Year. And I turn around, and there is Dr. Ben Casey standing next to me. I'm Jesus screaming Christ. like a lunatic. So You're I like, got to tell him the story about the doll. How did he feel about that? A little creeped out? Well, he, well when, I said I stuck, when I said I stuck the pencil through the heart, he was definitely backed away. Yeah, a little backed away. You know? Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> we, I don't feel like anyone doesn't have a weird story about the Playmore Mansion. Uh, Frank Stallone tried to pick me up right by the grotto. Oh. Yeah, he's just like Sylvester, but on steroids. Just yeah, little, he's a nice like, guy. Color. No, he's a nice, he's guy. nice guy. Yeah. 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 Okay. But um, I love the Playboy Man. All right. I, yeah, me too. Um, you said I have a, the stereo that was in my family's living yes. room. I, yeah. Did you have the stylus and the, the thing that, from thing. 33 it's to a, 78? A, a high five. Honey, yes. that's be part of our thing with the eight mm. tracks later. We'll talk about the things with <laughs> so the. Okay. Funny. Well, 78. <laughs> things were so blocky. the eight tracks by about 60 years. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Okay. And uh, your typewriter you bought when you were 13, yeah. a red and white royal, I had that. I still had to use uh, uh, no computer, sweet pea. No, we I had, had a typewriter. Um, oh, did you really? I did. I had, I had to use whiteout on my the little thin, oh, thin paper how to do mistakes. How exciting was it when whiteout came out? You remember that? <gasps> like, oh, correcting mistakes. Yeah. <sighs> Fantastic. Um, and then there, do you remember there was a little white tape you would put in? Oh, yes, yes. And yes you could type yes, the letter over. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh. That was in our guest room where I did my papers at the last minute. All right. Um, I, out in California, the parties began. You might see David Cassidy and Paul Pee Wee Herman Rubens. Uh, Elvira. These sounds like my parties. I've had the same people. Well, my you have the same people. I have the same people. Than I uh, do. Guests would sometimes be asked to bring a dish uh, potluck. Leslie Ann Warren, a longtime friend, said, and you expect to be humiliated. She's going to single you out. And you're going to have to play some crazy game or sing a song. And everything's going to be photographed. You expect it. The people that are attracted to Allie and the people who want to know her and get to know her are comfortable in Allie's world. Yeah. Yeah. I do have friends, though. Like, do you know Tony Basil? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Hey, Mickey. Hey, yeah. Mickey. I'm so. So we so were like inseparable oh. then. She would stop coming to the parties because she was so. She said, "I'm gonna have to play some fucking game. I'm not gonna come." God damn her. <laughs> so hey, yeah, Mickey, you're not so fun. <laughs> you know what? Uh, she wrote this chant too. Hey, oh, you know, deep lyrics here. Single, literally the best dancer who ever lived. Seriously. A good choreographer. There yeah. was a brilliant choreographer. Locking, popping. This was not someone who learned how to do it. This is someone who started doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a, uh, something went viral last year. Yes. Yeah. 72, dancing like she is 16. You should track that down. It's a phenomenal. Fantastic. All right, that's our next happy hour. Tony Basil, let's do this. Basil. <laughs> Basil. Oregano, whatever. You Listen, should, Allie. You, that is someone you should have. I know. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's get on this. Right. She knows her. Let's hook it this up. Hey, Steffi. Hey. Hey. Hey, Steffi. You're so fun. It's only two claps, not the four claps that we've learned in the yes. friend, friend song. Yeah. Get it right, America. If you've been doing five claps, you're fucked up. Yeah. That's what we learned. Um all right, so yeah, in this story, they're talking about uh, a Prudence being your partner for 22 years. Naturally, what? met at a party thrown by Pee Wee Hermans. Yes. <laughs> Pee Wee Hermans, yeah, of course. Of course. I love that you called them Pee Wee Hermans. I'm sorry. Uh, the, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Oh, my God. I got, do you know, well, do you know Elvira told me the greatest story ever about huh. Pee Wee Herman, who she, who's her other best friend? Absolutely. He said, she said. That, that's so how I met him was through her. No, me too. Because I was working with James Brown, just to throw another name in. Yeah, wow. sure. And I videoed every minute, and then I invited like all my close friends over to literally sit there the entire day and watch every single minute that we were working together. Yeah, fantastic. And I walked. You were the in... first reality show producer. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh. Literally, you were the Osbournes pre-Osbournes. Pre, way yeah. pre. Nineteen seventy-eight. I started filming myself like daily, but. Um, no, so I walked into my kitchen, and I had heard about Paul Pee Wee, um, but I walked into my kitchen, and he was stirring a pot of chili. So she had brought him over to see the James Brown thing. So right. that's how we met. Right. So I was friends with her. First. Yeah, no, she's done the happy hour, of course. And uh, yeah. no, and uh, Pee Wee's been to a party here with her as well, so it was the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like an acid trip. People were like, is that Elvira, Pee Wee, Mr. Grant, and also Meathead in the same... <laughs> <laughs> but so well you have great comedians at your party i do i do but, but okay but yeah. wait anyway my so my favorite so Anti- elvira told me that Congress she people I El- might add. yes thank you I elvira know. got her uh, uh got her therapist through peewee which i'm just gonna say <laughs> oh, no. uh, right away i'm gonna suspect if you get a therapist recommendation from peewee herman you probably deserve what you're gonna get but she right. anyway said she was talking to this woman, you know, she's been through a divorce and a lot yeah. of things, and she was going through some very personal things and talking to the therapist, and the therapist was sort of giggling, and she was like, Giggling? What? And then Pee Wee popped up from behind the couch and went, Ha ah! ha And How dare you. I, I was like, wow, that seems really um, unethical, illegal, maybe, maybe well-deserved something, but that's, yeah. I was like, well, yeah. Okay, so. I don't know. 
these best of happy hours are killing me. I have to do a double dose of Plexiderm now because I, I right? You're just you're thinking, oh, this was a younger me. You're when looking this back happened. and seeing those pictures of yourself, and you're like, wait a minute, fight. Where'd the right. time go? Oh, when you have to post the social media pictures, and then you're like, what the what the what has this happened? Mm-hmm. What Trump happened? What has this happened under your eyes? Is bags, crow's feet, wrinkles? Mm-hmm. What has to be done? Is Plexiderm. Plexiderm. That's what's got to be did. Okay. Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum, visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in just minutes. I'm not kidding. I it really seriously just minutes. All I had to do was apply this powerful serum to my problem areas. And I, it, I know you think of me as one giant problem area, which I am. <laughs> but not anymore because you have Plexiderm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right. In 10 minutes, boom, it's a whole new me. Delightful. Uh, simply put, I'm, I, by the way, I'm going to have my Christmas nap. This, it helps preserve anything you've had done. Like a, like the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Yes. I think of myself as working at the Louvre now, preserving this art, <laughs> this face art. Okay. Um, the best thing is it goes on clear. No one even knows about it. Go to triplexiderm.com. Use the code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. 50% off plus an extra $10 off. Also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm Mac... Plexiderm, backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to triplexiderm.com. The code is sexyliberal at checkout. Don't forget, triplexiderm.com. The code is sexyliberal. I All can right. tell you that I'm loving these, these, this kind of cracker. That I Thank you. Oh, well, here. that's important. You know why? And this is exactly mm. what Prudence said about you in this article. <laughs> so much heart and soul. She's so present, so present in the moment. Nothing else matters. Isn't that perfect? Yes. That's exactly. Donald Trump, fucking lunatic, oh. blow us up. In a, but you know, oh. this cracker right. is fantastic. Yes, and if you cannot enjoy things like cracker, that's well, right. Not, then go fuck not yourself. Not the kind of cracker that he. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, no, um, exactly. No. No, if um, you can't enjoy it in this day and wait, age. Wait, can you tell me about what? Jennifer Hudson? Because she just, I love her. And she started um, in The Color Purple that you wrote on yes. Broadway. Yes. I mean, Both Jennifer Hudson and Jennifer Holiday. Yeah. Actually. But, Je- but Jennifer wow. Hudson in the um, latest version, which is the version that won the Grammy and the Tony, which is the exact same version as when we originally opened on Broadway, but a different director. And the second director took everything out that wasn't music lyrics or dialogue. No sets, no costumes, no anything. And uh, it's it was a hit the first time it was out, but it wasn't a hit. Right. This time out, because everything was stripped away, so all you had were the actors, the music, the lyrics, the yeah. dialogue. Yeah. Um, and it exploded. Yeah. So uh, she's and, amazing. I mean, I, Jennifer uh, Hudson. She was great. Uh, she brought a lot of audience in. Yeah. And uh, there were uh, three actresses actually. It went from her to Heather Headley. Oh my God! Do you know Heather yeah. Headley? Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. God! I never went so crazy for anyone in my yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Well. And then to Jennifer uh, Holiday. But um, uh, yeah, Jennifer. First... Ho- I mean, can I just say? Can we just take a moment to sing? And I am telling you, I'm not going. Now, I also wrote for her. And you. She had one other hit, but not of the size. And I'm telling you, I'm not going. But I wrote the other one. Yeah. But. um, I'm just saying. But yeah, so we've been friends for 30-something years. I bet. But Hudson, I didn't know before. And she she was really great. Exciting. You're going to love me. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Have you seen Hudson and Holiday sing this together? No. Oh yeah, no, no. On YouTube, they battle each other. I'm not going. It's oh. it's great. Yeah. What? No way. to play other people's music. No one's ever done it. We both have the same hey, man. What a voice. And she still has it. I'm not waking up tomorrow morning, no. You. I'm not 
living without you. Oh, oh we gotta go to church. No way! No. 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 Scream and shout. Say what you want. Say what you want. out. everything into that. I want the oh. footage of Stephanie singing this That's, just now. Well, and I'm going to send it to her. Nothing like a pathetic... <gasps> I'm going to send it to Oh, no, no. Listen, uh, no. Pat Benatar has had to watch a video of me singing I, I Need a Lover with my radio station <laughs> band from Rochester, New York in 1987. And I, the, I think there's a screenshot of her face just like... Oh, oh. Uh, so I don't... She doesn't need to see that. Well, I would be most Wait, happy to send about, it to her. Okay, you have a... a I, I've got to get... I, okay, you know what, Vanessa? We have to start doing blow, and we have to start going to <laughs> Allie Willis's shows because they start at night. Yes. Yeah. But uh, you have a love and lot because Hanukkah, Christmas, shopping, and singing comedy extravaganza coming up at Vitello's where... Yes. Um, what's his name's uh, wife was shot in Studio City. <laughs> Stop. That's not important Boy, I now. I shouldn't be laughing. Robert uh, Blake. Well, Robert wait. Blake's... Okay. Beretta. You know that I do auctions throughout my yes, show. Yes, And we are auctioning off a Beretta game. Oh, <laughs> oh that's in such poor taste. I, oh, right. Of course, but you know. But your shows are the funnest are shit featuring sing-along stories, games, theme food, early holiday gift shopping from your, you know, the private vaults of the Alley Willis Museum of Kitsch. It's fucking the shit yeah, of life. they're not normal songwriters. I, why, how did I miss, you did a, a live show called Badia. Yes, Badia, baby. Excuse me. <laughs> um, and Alley Willis's Super Bowl bounce back review. <laughs> yes, that was after a horrible debut. It took me 37 years. In 1974, I want, like wanted to be a singer. Right. I was very young, and uh, and so I had an album out. I went on tour, and at the fourth performance, I was so terrified on stage, I jumped off the stage. <laughs> and I l- walked out of the door, and I thought, I'll take a year, and I'll get myself together. And it took me 37 years. All right. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? Listen, all and in then, your own time. In 2011, <laughs> I made a big deal about this being my big comeback show. Mm-hmm. And did it at, like, the, right. the, you know, some theater. And it was the biggest disaster I've ever been involved in. There were 500 technical cues and not one work. Not <laughs> one work. So the Super Bowl bounce back was wow. me getting off my... Uh, right. It's, it's described yeah. as a one-woman show with 25 people in it. Um, well, that was that one. Now, I'm, now it's with one right. other person because it's like... Why am I singing the? First of all, why am I singing these songs? Everyone knows my songs, so we do them all as sing-alongs. Hey, you know, it's fantastic. And then why not We've do done it, it here to the record? House. Do yeah, it to the yeah. record. I just, I, you first re- returned to live performing after decades-long ex- uh, absence. T- Twenty ten broke the ice by going back to your college, University of Wisconsin, oh, to, yeah. talk, to conduct the world's th- uh, school's three hundred fifty-piece marching band through a medley of your hits <laughs> at halftime before eighty-two thousand fans. Yes, but can I say one thing? <laughs> A, I don't know how to read music. I, I we covered this. And marching band arrangements are different than the records. Listen, I've watched at my alma mater, USC, I've watched uh, fucking, uh, what's her name, from uh, Fleetwood Mac. 
Stevie Nicks. Nicks. Yes, I've seen, I've seen yeah. her sing, try to sing Tusk with the USC marching oh, band, and yeah. she was fucking out of her yeah. fucking mind. Like, so I, I understand. Well, it's, and that it's not hard. It's not. But easy. when I graduated, there were the, the stadium held twelve thousand people. Not that that's easy, but I thought, okay, how you know how hard can this be? You know, it's it's a little stadium, and I'm going to go. And I walk in. There's eighty two thousand yeah, people, that's a lot. Wow. That's and a lot. I can't read music. So. Okay, I, I, can ball. I just it say some things thrilling. to other brag about my friend? In early 2000, Willis had seven of her hits featured in the Earth, Wind, and Fire theme musical Hot Feet, making her the first woman and the only fifth person ever to have written music for two shows opening on Broadway in the same season, along with Color Purple. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's reported by well, the New York you know Times. I hate theater, right? You know that I never, ever saw anything before right, writing that right. show sure i did uh, you know musicals the, the why is why are these people singing you you so. digitally record complete orchestrations and very low-tech instruments like an old manual egg beater oh yeah that's how we wrote the color purple on like egg beater okay. beer bottles mm-hmm. you know smashing pots and pans is she the most fascinating person you've ever met <laughs> I, I think i mean she seriously is it's very brian Wilson, she's the most sounds oh. using unique instrument that's fantastic oh that's the one I really all right so let's talk will you're also an internationally known visual artist uh paintings ceramics motorized sculptures furniture widely collected uh two thousand pieces of art willis's soul were done in tandem with her fearless alter ego bubblesy artist yes that's you lily being the lily and rupaul are the two foremost rupaul was in architectural digest like the month before last and they said like who's your favorite artist and he actually said bubbles the art Right. You designed uh, LilyTomlin.com, a nonlinear journey through Tomlin's life, characters, whatever, search for signs for intelligent life. Yeah, before, and I think there was one or two other comedians that had websites. I mean, this was 90s, early. uh, And, and, Vanessa, starting in the 90s, Willis consulted for Intel, Microsoft, AOL, and Disney. Because not all old ladies are as technologically impaired as I am. You have some sort of other side of your brain that does that <laughs> right, shit. Right, but you know, I don't even know how to, to this day, like, put a program in. Okay. I have right. to have well, someone do it. You. My but but I understand it at such a deep level that I was consulting for all these Yeah, companies. someone, a journalist said, to, to understand where Willis is going, you have to open your mind to a degree of inventiveness that's frankly a little scary <laughs> and spectacularly fun. Um, it, it is true. Most of us don't have... Which is why we are going to cut your brain open on a future uh, happy hour. Mm-hmm. Not anytime soon. You know, whatever. Love that. Have you ever worked with I'm Nile like, Rogers? you brought me an Abbey no, normal brain? No, I, I would love to, though. Who? Yeah. Nile Rogers. Rogers. You've worked. Yeah. Can we just talk about with everybody? Bob Dylan, James Brown, Herbie Hancock. I mean, what? Do you have? Okay. Well, Herbie, can I tell you a quick Herbie yes, story? Yes, please. Tell us any fucking story. So, uh, Patty LaBelle is actually who... This, Bonnie Raitt was the first person ever to do one of my songs, okay. but and that's a whole separate story. But uh, Patti LaBelle heard some demos of mine. I couldn't afford to really put anything down on tape, but one of my friends was ended up recording in a studio right next to where she was. She hears the songs. She invites me to come up to San Francisco where she's recording, and uh, so I could put some of these songs down on tape. And then she became the first artist to regularly do my stuff. Right. But I get up there, this would have been 1978, she says to me, I have a friend um, who's also up here, he's recording in Studio B, he needs lyrics, can you, you know, go right with them? And I thought, fuck no, I'm finally, like, getting discovered, I'm not going to write with the friend, I'm, like, staying with Patty. So, uh, for three days, I'm avoiding going near this right. other studio. So, one day I walk out, into the, I'm walking in the hall, and the door to that studio opens, and this guy walks out. I go, oh, shit, it's him. And I duck right into the bathroom. So I'm sitting on the toilet, because I had to go <sighs> yeah. anyway. Yeah. And the door opens, and I hear clunk, clunk, clunk. And all of a sudden, there are these two male feet underneath the stall. So he's maybe like a foot and a half away from me. Um, and he says, you know, Pat, he says, you're really great. You know, coming to Studio B. So I figure, okay, I got to go in. So I'm in there. I don't know who the fuck he is. I don't Wait, know anything. Well, I do. I don't oh, know okay, who sorry, it is. Sorry, okay, I don't know sorry, who it sorry, is. Sorry, I'm sorry. Um, and uh, so we started writing immediately. They just started putting tracks on. So I'm sitting across from him, like three feet away, and I'm going, "Who is this guy?" 
But, you know, he wants me to write. I'm going to make Patty happy. I'm going to do this. And about an hour and a half in, I really looked at him and I went, oh, my God, it's Herbie Hancock. <laughs> and so I ended up writing half of the, uh, like a third of, of the album. And he needed lyrics because he, had a, he was the very first person to ever use a vocorder, which was an early synthesizer you would kind of sing yeah. into a tube and play. Yeah. Uh, so you could actually sing in tune. So that's what we were writing for. But wow. She never said it um, was Herbie Hancock. So so you got uh, Grammy for Best Soundtrack, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Uh, that, and there was a pad. That was a Patty song, too. Well, that was Neutron Dance and a Patty LaBelle song called Stir It Up. Right. Yep. 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 But uh, I, I love that you've been called one of the most dangerous subversives living in the U.S. Yes. By a I, Russian by a Russian newspaper. Yeah. This is brings us all magically full circle <laughs> to how Allie Willis is going to help us take back America. Yeah. Because it she's was a fucking the, genius. It wasn't just a. It was the official Pravda of the communist government. It was oh, Pravda. And they mistranslated Neutron Dance as Neutron Bomb. Oh. And said that I poisoned the minds of youth by preaching the inevitability of nuclear war. Oh. All oh. from Neutron Dance. And then I was singled out with Prince. Uh, and they said we were the two most dangerous people in rock and roll. And he got it for Purple Rain, yeah. which they said was synonymous with nuclear fallout. I, I can't so. love both of those facts better it's one of my favorite things that ever all happened right. to me. serious I, I, I for a kitsch lover right. can you imagine how this great something fantastic. like that is? this is just fantastic Nuts. okay go to uh alleywills.com mm -hmm. yes uh, and uh and if you're in los angeles yes uh tomorrow night thursday friday and saturday night november 30th through december 2nd i'm at upstairs at vitello's and they're like party performances. It's, yeah. you know, my parties as a performer. And if you can't make that one, there are upcoming ones. And there is just upcoming uh, brilliance until we cut her brain The crackers are upcoming. On a, on a future <laughs> happy hour. We love you. Abby well, Lewis, I love and, you, and I cannot thank you for having me. Well, on. listen, you know what? It's always September when you're here at... And I just... And can I say body on before we leave? Yes. Absolutely. What the fuck does that even mean? I love you, Ellie Willis, so much. Right. I so body ah you. I will tell you the body ah story next time. Next, next time. time. Yes. Love you. Happy fucking happy hour. Happy Ellie Willis. Yeah, happy, 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 happy hour. Yeah.